Welcome to episode three of the High School Football Roundup podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network. I'm Walter Johnson, and it's the week of Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Uh, this week's edition of the High School Football Roundup podcast, we'll talk about the Lee County pitching their second straight shutout and the second straight game that was cut short, only this time it wasn't because of bad weather. Also, the Monroe Tornadoes going to 2-0 after trouncing Terrell County. And Bainbridge outlasting Cairo 14-10. And, and a game that was uh, every, that was worth everybody's money for those that d- did attend. And plus uh, other action from... Week two, the, the this past Labor Day weekend, and the week ending August thirtieth or thirty first, twenty nineteen, and the upcoming games for this week, the week of September sixth and seventh of twenty nineteen, and get time to get right to it. Obviously, starting with the Lee County Trojans. The two-time defending uh, Class 6A state champions taking on uh, taking on Life Christian Academy out of Chester, Virginia, uh, just outside of Richmond. And uh, Lee County uh, and Lee County uh, was uh, kind of sluggish um, in the beginning, but uh, but uh, toward the end of the third quarter, it seemed like the Trojans were just gaining steam. And linebackers Baron Hobson and Anthony McGrady had six sacks between them. And the Trojans from Leesburg allowed minus 21 yards rushing. And Kyle Toole passed for 176 yards. And James Hobson had six receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. And that's according to the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter. And with about 624 to go. In, in regulation, officials had stopped the game because of uh, unsportsmanlike behavior by Life Christian. And according to the Albany Herald, game, offic- game officials at Life Game officials have repeatedly warned Life Christian about the, their behavior along those sidelines. And this happened um, and, uh, just as Lee County had threatened to score. And uh, game officials uh, warned uh, and, uh, the personnel for Life Christian that if it had, um, they didn't uh, and, uh, move away from the sideline, that they would stop the game. And apparently, um, and they uh, kept uh, ignoring the warnings from the game officials, didn't heed those warnings. So they were left with no other choice but to stop the game. And Lee County uh, left the Trojan Field in Leesburg with a 27 to nothing win. That was in Leesburg, Georgia, not Leesburg, Virginia, by the way. And Life Christian, like I said, uh, is from Chester, Virginia, and just outside of Richmond. And uh, just as uh, Lee and Lee County had first and goal at the Life uh, three yard line. But uh, the but the incessant uh, unruly and uh, unsportsmanlike uh, behavior and uh, caused the remainder of the game to be uh, canceled. 
And final score once again, the Lee County Trojans 27, Life Christian nothing. And Lee County has another big game on the road this week. And more on that later. And moving on to the Monroe Tornadoes and the Terrell County Green Waves up in Dawson, Georgia. Some 20 plus miles uh, northwest of Albany. And the Tornadoes are improved to 2-0 after a 36-6 win over Terrell County. And Monroe's now 2-0. And they'll play Westover uh, at Hugh Mill Stadium this Friday. And this Monroe's first game at Hugh Mill Stadium in 2019. And both of Monroe's wins are now, uh, and both of Monroe's wins so far have been blowout wins. And and Westover had uh, this past week off after uh, after uh, crushing Cook in their season opener at Humil Stadium just two weeks ago, forty-seven to sixteen, in the Patriots' favor. And the Patriots are one and zero. A little bit more on that game uh, toward the end. And one of the biggest games in Georgia took place down in Cairo, Georgia, as the Cairo Surfmakers play host to the defending Class 5A state champion, Bainbridge Bearcats. And it was a low-scoring defensive struggle that uh, everybody in attendance got their money's worth on. And Quay Hawkins threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Michael Ryan with under three minutes to go in the third quarter for that 14-10 lead, which uh, turned out to be the final score. And Hawkins finished with 245 yards passing, and that matched his career high. And Braxton Johnson had three receptions for 120 yards. And Ryan had four for 93 yards, and... Jalen Peterson intercepted two passes. And Bainbridge has had Cairo's number. And uh yeah, of late. And the Bearcats have uh have uh, beaten the and the Bearcats have now beaten the Surf Makers five of the last six uh times. And the all time uh, series is thirty five, thirty three with one tie in favor of Cairo. And as for the, and as for the serve makers themselves, and they can only muster 154 yards total. And uh, and this, uh, and if you can't, um, if you can't move the football, and teams that can't move the football very well, usually don't win. And uh, unfortunately, uh, for Cairo, uh, I mean. I mean, they only managed 150 plus yards, and they ended up losing. And the Serb makers are off this week, and they'll be back at it on Friday the 13th, September 13th, against the North Side of Columbus to open GHSA Region 14A action. And now, um, moving on to the scores from the other games from Week Two in the GHSA and America Sumter. Uh, rallied from a 12 to 6 deficit in the fourth quarter to defeat the Doherty Trojans at Humil Stadium in Albany, 25 to 12, the final score. And 
very tough loss for Darty. And uh, led by uh, less than a touchdown, 12 to 6, going into that fourth quarter. Going to have America Sumter score 19 unanswered points. And Darty was shut out in that fourth quarter. And uh, Darty falls to 0 2 on the season. And they're still looking for their first win under uh, new head coach Johnny Gilbert. And uh, not only that, and uh, Darty's looking for his first win in what seems like uh, a long, long, long time. I think it was like late in the 2017 campaign, and they barely made the playoffs. Uh, and they uh, had to win a game. They had to win back in that late in that season just to get to the playoffs and finish two and nine after be losing in the first round. Moving right along, and then the Valdosta Wildcats go to two and zero, and uh, dropping. The Tiff County Blue Devils to 0 2, and a 37 to nothing shutout win down in Valosta. And it uh, looks like the Blue Devils uh, might be in for a long season in uh, playing, playing such a tough schedule. And another rivalry game in South Georgia. And uh, some uh, way down U.S. Highway 319, the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets. Also improved to 2-0, just like uh, Valdosta after outlasting the Thomasville Bulldogs, 31-17. And while the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets, coached by head coach and Ashley uh, Henderson, are now 2-0 uh, in the season. And the Thomasville Bulldogs fell to 0-2. And... Uh, and a complete departure from just a couple years ago when the Bulldogs cruised through the season, cruised through the regular season undefeated, and then um, got to the quarterfinal round and going to lose, going to ha lose and have their season in there. And uh, you know, it's been a real struggle for uh, Thomasville and uh, fall to 0 2, and doesn't get any easier this week. When they uh, go to Colquitt County and the Worth County Rams match their win total from last season as they defeat the Dooley County Bobcats 37-7. And the Rams are now 1-1 one and, one. and head coach Frankie Carroll and, uh, and uh, getting a big win. And also the Calhoun County Cougars Fall to Schley County, 48-6. Huge win for Schley County. And uh, the early county Bobcats bounce back from, from their season-opening loss to Thomas County Central by shining out nearby arch-rival Miller County, 24-0. In their early county, uh, picking up a big win. And the Crisp County Cougars... And uh, lose to West Lawrence, 16 to 13, the final score. And Crisp County trailed by 10 for most of the contest, uh, according to the Georgia, again the Georgia, according to the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter. But got within the field goal, a uh, 35-yard touchdown pass from AJ Lofton to Sherrod, to Sherrod Bryant. First name Sherrod is spelled S-I-R-A-D. And Crisp County got the ball back, with, well, just under two and a half minutes to go, but. 
unfortunately, um, getting the uh, getting the uh, uh, advance the ball, and unfortunately, couldn't even get in field goal range, much less um, try that game time field goal or try to score a touchdown for that matter. And again, final score: West Lawrence sixteen one six. And 1-3-13 for Crisp County, 16-13. Crisp County loses to West Lawrence, another uh, GHSA Region 1 uh, AAA team that lost were, was Cook and the Hornets from Adel, Georgia, fell to Turner County, 21-7. And was uh, Turner County's second win in as many tries against a GHSA Region 1 AAA opponent. And... And Cook's still looking for their first win under uh, new head coach Jamie Rogers. And Turner County's 2-0 under new head coach Nick Hayes. And Class Single A Irwin County, or Class 1A Irwin County, will pass Fitzgerald 35-8. And Irwin County goes to 2-0. It's another rivalry game separated by just uh, about 10, 15 miles along U.S. Highway 129, east of I-75, and and then one game in, in middle Georgia. And this week's opponent for Lee County, the Peach County Trojans, runners-up in Class uh, 3A the last uh, two years, Defeat took down north side of Warner Robins, the class 6A state runners up last year. Final score from Warner Robins, Peach County 21, north side of Warner Robins 13. And, Lee, and north side will come to Lee County later this season. That's north side of Warner Robins. And Peach County was up uh, 21 to 3 for most of the game. And then and, uh, Northside scored a, a few, had a touchdown and a field goal to pull the winning eight and uh, had their chances to to at least uh, force overtime with a touchdown two-point conversion, but but uh, were unable to uh, get any closer. And Peach County holds on for the win, 21-13. And lastly, in the private schools, some private school action from last week, the Deerfield Windsor Knights. Opened the season with a 19-14 win over Westfield in Perry, Georgia, in the in the southern portion of Houston County, way down from Warner Robins, and the Knights go to one and on the season, and in gaps action, Sherwood Christian lost to Lafayette up in Northwest Georgia, 65 to 30, either 65 to 30, or 60 to 35. Either way, SCA did lose, and the Eagles fall to one and one. And taking a look at the this week's uh, games, and we'll start here in Albany, and the Monroe Tornadoes open the season at Hugh Mill Stadium, taking on the Westover Patriots, and Monroe comes in at two and zero on the season, and Westover one and zero, and so two of um, Albany's. Three uh, GHSA teams are undefeated, and only one of them will leave uh, Hugh Mill Stadium uh, on top. 
Should be a good one in Humil Stadium. And, uh, and that's Friday. And then the Thursday night game in Humil Stadium, September 5th, as Darty looking for win number one against Shaw. And Shaw start, has started the season with back-to-back wins, uh, both coming by double digits. So obviously it doesn't get any easier for Darty. And elsewhere around uh, around our area, the Worth County Rams and uh, travel travel a few miles down, about twenty plus miles along US Highway eighty two to Tifton to take on the Tiff County Blue Devils who are zero and two, and they're looking to looking for their first win of twenty nineteen. Another big matchup. Now, U.S. Highway 319 in Moultrie as the Colquitt County Packers looking to go to 2-0 under new head coach Justin Rogers taking on the Thomasville Bulldogs. Sitting at 0-2 in Early County at, at one win and one loss. Heading down to Ado, Georgia to take on Cook, 0-2. And Valdosta taking on Columbia, uh, Decatur, Georgia, in the Cab County, in the Metro Atlanta area, and Balasso was originally scheduled to face Bradwell Institute along the Georgia coast in Hinesville, but due to Hurricane uh, Dorian, and that game, uh, and that game uh, was uh, changed. Well, the actually the opponent for Balasso changed, and. And uh, I think a lot of people had to evacuate the Georgia coast in the area between the South Carolina border, which is Savannah, and then uh, all the way down to Cannon County. So you know, South Carolina, you got Hardyville, Hilton Head Island, and then you got the uh, Nassau County, you got Fernandina Beach, and Uly in that you know, general area. And again, you know, Valdosta will face Columbia out of uh, the Cab County in the Metro Atlanta area this week. And another key game has Brooks County playing host to Clinch County. Got Maurice Freeman squaring off against the against the new Clinch County head coach Donald Tyson Jr. Replacing Jim Dickerson, retired after leading Clinch to a state championship win in Class Single A Public over Irwin County. And Pelham looking to go to 2 0 against Bacon and Charter. So we got North Mitchell County, close to the Darty County line, taking on the Pelham Hornets in the southern part, part of the county, close to the Thomas County line. So one of these teams will go 2 0 in Crisp County at home, trying to bounce back against Dutchtown. And the Baby Bearcats looking to go to 3 0. Taking on North Miami Beach, Florida. And uh, the Bearcat and a team from South Florida going all the way to South Georgia, barely crossing the state line. And that game uh, could possibly be, end up being rescheduled due to Hurricane Dorian. And another game uh, that, that will... Go on the schedule will be Lowndes taking on Parkview out of uh, 
the metro Atlanta area in Lilburn, Georgia. In Lowndes last week, Wo Pass Champagnat Catholic last out of another South Florida school out of the Hialeah area. 44-14 does the final score. And Lowndes with the victory. And before moving right along, uh, in the, another tidbit that I found from last week in uh, all five teams from GHSA Region 1-5A uh, and uh, won their games, including Bainbridge and Thomas County Central and see Harris County veterans and Warner Robins all won their games to uh, go to 2-0 and, oh, and every team in 1-6A won except for north side of Warner Robins and also you have uh, Camden County winning over Wren of South Carolina 52-44 and Colquitt was off last week in Lowndes' victory and those three teams are combined 5-0 and oh. in Tiff County the only team in Region 17A that uh, hasn't won a game yet at 0-2 in Region, in the, uh, the, however, but, um, you got Region 16A and 15A combined 19-1 so far this season. And uh, obviously, um, that's an incredible feat. I think both 16A and 15A are going to be loaded. You know, there's still a lot of football left to be played. And moving right along to this week's schedule, Fitzgerald hosts Dooley County. And uh, both uh, battle of teams are trying to bounce back after losing last week and burying, facing Bacon County. And just a couple of weeks ago, Fitzgerald rolled to an easy 46-3 win over Berrien County. I mean, make that Bacon County. And Fitzgerald defeated Bacon County just two weeks ago on August 23rd. And Region 1 single A play gets going in earnest in Terrell County on the road at Miller County. And Region 1 single A action really getting started in earnest. And just two weeks ago, Terrell County opened the season with a low scoring 12 6 win over Chattahoochee County. And speaking of Chattahoochee County, they'll play host to the Mitchell County Eagles, who were off last week after losing 63-50 to Brooks County. And Mitchell County lost despite uh, having over 546 yards of total offense. And lastly, we can go into the GISA and GAPS. And Deerfield Windsor Knights will be taking a trip to Phoenix City, Alabama, just across the Chattahoochee River from Columbus, Georgia, to take on Glenwood. And the Knights under head coach Alan Lowe will go to two, try to go to 2-0. And the Sherwood Christian Eagles will be making a trip to just outside of Valdosta in Dasher, Georgia, to take on Georgia Christian. And Brookwood of Thomasville traveling to Thomasville, Georgia, that is, heading to Dawson to take on Terrell Academy, and Westwood from Camilla playing host to Robert Toombs Christian Academy, and Southwest Georgia Academy will take on Monroe, or Monroe, that's Monroe with a U, 
spelled M-U-N-R-O-E out of Florida. It's the Southwest Georgia Academy Warriors will play host to Monroe or Monroe, spelled M-U-N-R-O-E. And Southland from Americas will face Westwood. I mean, correction, that's Westfield. So Southland will host Westfield from Perry, Georgia. And uh, finally, Tift Area, the Tift Area's game on the Georgia coast in you know, St. Simon's Island against Frederica was canceled due to Hurricane Dorian. And on that note, that'll end this edition of the High School Football Roundup podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network. And a quick and some quick reminders before ending this podcast that you can log on to the Southwest Georgia Network at southwestgeorgianetwork.com. Also follow on Twitter, SWJ Network. And, uh, and also uh, at southwestgeorgianetwork.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as the previous two episodes for this 2019 season. And also um, follow the and also listen at anchor.fm slash SWJ Network. That's anchor.fm slash SWJ Network. And, and you can also follow or and or listen wherever you get your podcast. And this has been Walter Johnson for the High School Football Roundup podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network. And hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the rest of this week, and may the best or your favorite team win. Take care, have a good one, and so long, goodbye.